Let's celebrate life with a little bubbly. Welcome to Bubbles of Wisdom Podcast. I am Danny, the artist. I am Maggie, the law librarian. We are cousins and best friends. With this bi-weekly podcast, we engage in meaningful and entertaining conversations about work, love, health, and of course, sparkling wine. We share our life experiences as women over 50, so all women embrace who they are and feel empowered as they age. Hello, cuz. Hello, cuz. It's good to see you in person. <laughs> I know, I know. It's been a while. I've been gone for a whole month. I know. I'm so, so, so full of joy. I've become a grandma to my Yay. little girl, my little Mara. Oh my God. It was, it was a great time. It was a great time cocooning with uh, my son and my daughter-in-law. So, and my new baby. I know. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Thank you, you look so. <laughs> have you back I have to say I missed you, <laughs> I missed you too <laughs> but I could have stayed I'm telling you I, I, I could have stayed I, that I little know. girl got me wrapped around her little finger <laughs> <laughs> so well now it's back to work mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so in our last episode we shared our spiritual beliefs we did yes yes yeah and we also spoke about faith with Shirley Robinson mm-hmm. and as we continue our discussions into faith and spirituality I'm really excited to have the conversation with our guest. Yes, I'm definitely excited. I met Marcy on the clubhouse because I was a clubhouse when it first came out. I've been letting go a little, but I met Marcy there and then I invited her to my room and we had to my club, I should say. You see, I even forget what the lingo is. <laughs> <laughs> so I met Marcy there, but Marcy is such an amazing person. So let me give you her full name. It's Marcy Newman. She's a professional energy healer. Mm. She's an integrative, intuitive counselor. Ooh, what a tongue tie. <laughs> She's also a spiritualist minister, a certified hypnotherapist, and her Reiki master. Oh gosh, mm. Reiki. We've been talking about Reiki. Yes, we have. And you know what? Marcy is also a published author. She's the creator of award-winning healing products. And guess what? She's the founder of Self Love University. Oh, so happy to have a conversation with you today, Marcy. <laughs> Thank you so much, both of you. I feel like I'm in the presence of two angels. Aww. And yeah, I can just feel the energy and so much love, first off, between you. And of course, <laughs> you know, in your welcome of me and I can tell we're just going to have a wonderful conversation and a beautiful evening together. I agree. Thank you so much. (laughs) So welcome, Marcy. And before we dive in, we want to make sure that our listeners can find you because that is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So if you can tell us where they can locate you, that'd be great. Sure. I have a number of websites. Uh, One is heartshiftcoach.com. Um, It's actually a little bit being revised right now, but I also, um, they can find me at selfloveuniversity.com. On Facebook, I'm the Heart Shift Coach and Instagram, the Heart Shift Coach. So uh, you just put in Heart Shift Coach, you'll find me because I'm the only Heart Shift Coach in the whole world. (laughs) That's right. Love that. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, Marcy, I think that we need to start by figuring out a little bit uh, all those hats that you wear. Can you tell us a bit more on how, you know, you went from a nurse to this energy healing? Yes. Yes. You know, I'm often asked, you know, people, well, when did this all start for you? And I have to tell you that from a very young age, I had a really clear idea that I was connected to something much greater than myself and something far more expansive than what I was being taught. And so I had a number of experiences. I'm, I'm just going to just share with our audience right now. Um, as a young girl, I had a couple of like spontaneous past life experiences where I found myself, you know, in another experience as another person. And it started to mold my perspective, right? In a way where, like I said, I was, it was really clear to me that our world is so much more than the little keyhole that we often look through. And so with that, I also had this really unusual perspective and understanding. And as a teenager, I became the go-to person right? All my friends would come to me. They wanted my advice. It was always um, more of an esoteric kind of perspective. But what happened was that their parents started to come to me. Oh, that's That's interesting. interesting. And again, it was just a knowingness. There was no name to it. It was just a knowingness that whenever I looked at something, it was different from the way other people looked at it. And it was also clear to me that there was so much that was seemed to be orchestrated by the universe, right? When I think about how I even got to nursing school, I have to laugh. I never wanted to be a nurse, not one day my whole life long. Not one. But you know what happened? My cousin went to nursing school and I went to visit her one weekend and we went to a party and I said, oh my God, this is so much fun. I went to nursing school. So you went for the party. I went for the party. Those interns, are you kidding me? They were so cute. They know how to have a good time. Forget going, you know, to be a teacher. I'm going to be a nurse. I remember what I told my parents. They looked at me like I had 10 heads. Like, where did this come from? I said, not to worry. (laughs) And I went to nursing school. And the truth is, is that my first day um, as a nursing student on the ward, I passed out. Bam, hit the floor. I was out like a light. I just had that fight or flight um, syndrome and it took over. And my, I remember my professor saying to me, Marcy, are you sure you want to be here? <laughs> you didn't run for the door, Marcy? No. Run for the and I said, you know what? I think I do. Wow. <laughs> but what had happened was, again, I realized what I loved so much was connecting with my patients. Mm, yes. I loved like nurturing them and taking mm-hmm. care of them. And more than anything, I loved having conversation with them. Mm. And I loved, of course, our spiritual conversations because you know how that works, right? 
when people can feel your light, yes. they want to talk to you. Yes, yes. And so it wasn't very long where I started to have these really incredible conversations. And at that time, I said, okay, there's something more to this than what I'm recognizing. And I knew that there was more to healing. I had always felt like I had energy that ran through my hands. People would talk about my touch. And so I became involved with this spiritualist church that was just blocks away from the nursing school. Oh, wow. And so at the same time I was going through nursing school, I entered into this ordination program. And so on one hand, I'm learning all this conventional medicine and healing. And the other hand, I'm learning metaphysics, mm-hmm. mediumship, mm. channeling, and hands-on healing. Mm. Wow, that's great. How did you marry the two? Well, because it wasn't about me. Mm. And because spirit had its own idea about how that was going to work right from the beginning those two credentials opened doors for me that were not opened for my colleagues. And I was asked over and over and over again to talk to this patient or talk to that patient or to take a look at what was going on over here or there. And then I started to get invitations to speak to medical students and speak to um, nurses and nursing students. And before long, I was creating programs that married those two worlds. And I realized that I was this liaison between conventional healing and metaphysical healing. Healing. And Mm -hmm. because I understood on two different levels what was happening, my own awareness started to grow and grow and grow. Um, And I've just had the most remarkable experiences. I mean, I've worked with brain injured adults, teaching them how to love themselves. That was the whole basis of my program, teaching them to love themselves. Um, I worked, yeah, developing programs for hospice, developing Mm -hmm. programs for the largest hospital system on Long Island. Wow. Creating programs in their ambulatory center. And they were, again, the integration of hands on healing, Reiki programs, and Mm -hmm. conventional medicine. And it it just has been incredible. Yeah. I just wanted to say that I'm a little surprised that they welcome the metaphysics like that. I Mm -hmm. did not know that was something that they were, that, you know, conventional. Uh, because they saw the result in the yes, patients. Yes, the the hospitals were about mm-hmm. the data and the data was proven that she was effective. Mm-hmm. I think that's why perhaps I am a little yeah. surprised, but happily surprised. Right. And if I may just say that <laughs> I was supposed to be a nurse as well. <laughs> my mother wanted me to be a nurse, but I was like, I can't stand the sight of blood. Guess Isn't what? that amazing? I know. I went in. You did? I went in and yeah, they were partying hard, <laughs> but I saw blood. I hard, saw the yeah. needle and I, I saw, blood, and I was like, I'm good. I left. Yeah. I left the program. You went further than yeah. I did. I, I didn't left contemplating. Good for you. <laughs> well, imagine, I mean, this is back in the early seventies. I started this 50 years ago. Wow. And pioneering these programs where 
you're right. It was unheard of. People didn't talk about it, but they saw how patients, um, how responded. patients responded. Mm -hmm. And when I graduated from nursing school, I worked nights on a post open heart and neurosurgery floor. And working at nights, you have a whole different opportunity with your patients than the hustle bustle of the daytime. And so I had the opportunity to talk about real issues with my patients, you know, like, what were their, their beliefs about mm -hmm. what, you know, about life? What were their beliefs about death? Did they believe that, you know, loved ones would be waiting for them? Did they believe that um, life was a continuation? What did it have to do with what they were experiencing? Mm -hmm. You know, what did their heart attack have to do with it? What did their open heart surgery have to do with it? What did their neurological issues have to do with it? Came to the point where I, on my break, would go into the, into the like patient lounge area and I would have patients follow me in there with their IV poles and they'd want to come in and talk. And pretty soon their families started coming in. That's great wow. because that's yeah. when people are vulnerable at that time. And that's exactly right. Yeah, they're vulnerable and they mm -hmm. needed that from mm -hmm. you. And let's face it, most nurses, I, you know, a lot of nurses, not most, some of them don't have a bedside manner. That's you know, true. they don't take the time to even engage mm -hmm. with the and patient. And now more so, than ever, because a lot of them oh are my. overwhelmed. Oh, oh sure. Yes, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Staff, mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot for them. But at night, when the whole world is quiet. sleeping yes. and quiet, they had my undivided attention and I had theirs. And so I knew spirit had put me there. Yeah, oh, wow. because you're healing them yes. in a different way, yes, right? right. Yeah, exactly. Love and so that. let's continue this conversation about energy yeah. work, right? Because you mentioned Reiki already. And so we want to talk about that because I've been working on my energy level, right? So I'm trying mm -hmm. to elevate it and um, actually had a Reiki session at the beginning of the year. But I find it really difficult. You know, I'm not in a hospital like your former patients. However, this pandemic is like a hospital, right? Like, mm. you know, there's so many sick people around. So it's hard for me to maintain a healthy energy level. So can you explain a little bit of what your energy work entails? And also for the listeners who are not familiar with Reiki, can what you is? delve into mm -hmm. that? What, what is, is it? Yeah. So um, Reiki, first off, is a form of hands-on healing, and it is becoming a channel for energy that's all around you. So what you're doing is you're becoming a conduit, almost like an electrical cord, right? Mm -hmm. So that electrical cord is connected to a lamp, but the lamp doesn't illuminate unless it's plugged in. Mm -hmm. So what Reiki is doing is we are plugging into that energy that's all around. We're always the lamp. But when we plug in, we become that conduit. So the mm -hmm. light just moves through. Now, the beauty about Reiki is that it is working with your own energy. You're not getting my energy. Mm -hmm. You're not affected by my energy. 
what you are doing is coming back into balance because what you described, Maggie, right, is, you know, this discord, right, with everything that's yeah. been going on these last couple of years, we're all over the place, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It's like a, a roller coaster. Oh my and God. Mm-hmm. So when we are working in the energy field, the most miraculous things start to happen because the energy field um, is a natural part of you. It already knows what it needs to be balanced, Mm. right? So the energy field is the energy that is actually emitted from your heart center. Mm. So when I'm working with someone um, or I'm teaching or I'm speaking, doesn't matter what I'm doing, I'm always connecting with the heart mm-hmm. because it's the only true aspect of us. It is the part of us that's connected to source energy. We call it God. We call it love. Yes. But that center is our eternal connection. And so when I'm doing Reiki, and like I said, no matter what I'm doing, I'm connecting with the heart because I know that once we can open up the heart, mm. it knows how to balance itself because it's connected to source. You don't have to give instructions to source. Mm. You just have to surrender and be open so that that energy whose natural mechanism is always to be in flow, giving and receiving. It is in partnership. All right. Mm-hmm. And so as we stay open to that, that partnership takes over and it goes to all the areas that it needs to bolster. Um, it helps to work through any areas of resistance or obstruction mm-hmm. um, and any density that has accumulated in a field, um, because that field actually takes in your physical body your mental body, your emotional body, your psychological body. And what it is, of course, is your spiritual body. Yeah. It is your spirit that's emanating as source energy through you. Energy. And yeah. Marcy, I have to admit that I tend to lead with my head. Okay. <laughs> and rarely with my heart. How about you, Danny? Uh, I do lead with my head. And that's one thing that I'm trying to trying to let go more. That's right. And I was Mm -hmm. just, I I was telling Maggie before we started, I wrote today that my word for the year is believe because I need to, not I need, I don't want to use the word need. I just want to believe and just let go and believe and keep moving forward and daring to, you know, do certain things because I believe. Yes. So that's a big thing for me. I do lead with my head way too much. Yes. It's not your fault. It's Mm. absolutely not your fault. It's the way that we've been programmed in this world. Absolutely. So it's not your fault. I don't want you to beat yourself up over that. And the (laughs) the fact that you have had this word come to you and you have connected with it, with your heart, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it tells me that you're much more in connection with your heart than you even realize. Really? I wouldn't have thought that. It is very interesting. Because think about it. Against all odds, 
a trillion thoughts going bum 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 bum. You know, yeah, just you know, constant bombardment. Yes, and they're all ego based, right? They're filled with fear. They're filled with separation. But here's this one little word that makes its way into your consciousness. Well, it didn't come from your ego. It came from your heart. Um, and it came forward and said, Danny, come. Touch this. <laughs> and so, Breathe this word in. Yes. And yes. so is that part of the, I love your title, by the way, of Heart Shift Coach, yes, right? Yes, that's and so beautiful. Yes. So you've already mentioned the baggage and the talk. We talk about toxic energy that keeps us from moving forward in experiencing this heart shift, right? Yeah. So what do you tell, um, can you give us like maybe a few tips on how we can work towards this opening heart the heart? Yes. 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 Opening the heart as yes. you mentioned. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. From here as opposed to here. Yes. Right. So, all right, there are so many things we need to talk about here. Okay. <laughs> I don't think a half hour so, will do it. Right? <laughs> so first off, right? Danny, you said you have this recognition. You're, you come from your head. Mm-hmm. Maggie, you said the same thing. Yes. We know when we're not connected to our heart. Mm. That's, that is so true. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We know mm-hmm. just like that. And our heart is yearning for our focus, our conscious awareness. And it's constantly whispering to us, follow me, mm-hmm. follow me. Yeah, follow me and you'll find your happiness, your joy will be overflowing, you'll get all the guidance that you want and you need. That's what it's constantly saying to us. So what I have found, and again, I've been in this work now for 50 years, it has taken so many forms, you can't Mm -hmm. even imagine. But the one thing that I have found is that all Conscious awareness mm-hmm. must lead to the heart. Mm-hmm. It must all come into the heart space in order for you to feel connected to that which is greater than you and that which is you. In order for you to feel fulfilled, in order for you to be successful, in order for you to be joyful in order for you to be able to love and be loved, in order for you to touch and be touched. In other words, without heart connection, you're off kind of in the desert. You're disconnected. Mm -hmm. So here's what I have found. The precursor to heart shifting is self-love. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we've heard a lot of self-love last mm-hmm. couple of years. Everybody's talking about it, talking about it. But I've been working with this for 50 years. Self-love is not what you think it is. The problem with self-love is that it gets confused with self-care. And people think that self-care is selfish. Oh, you're taking time for yourself. Oh, you're getting a pedicure or you're doing this. And it's always in relation to taking time for yourself that takes time away from others. Right? Uh That's that's the message there. And it's why Mm -hmm. it's gotten this nasty rap. Self-care is what you do to soothe and comfort yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Self-love takes you right out of that comfort zone. There is nothing no. soothing. There is nothing comfortable. Self-love is when you accept that you are a divine being. Oh. That you are an extension of God. And you start to treat yourself accordingly. Wow. That's interesting because that's not what I thought. <laughs> yes. yes, I think you were thinking, I was of, thinking of something else. Of self-care. Self-care, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Self-care. So self-care, it's very simple. You can feel how different those are. Yes. Self-care, yes. soothing, comforting. Lovely, la 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 la. Mm -hmm. Self love, uh uh. Self love means that you've got to put aside all those false beliefs that you could ever be separate from the divine being you are. Self love requires that you put aside those false beliefs that you are not enough, Mm -hmm. that you're not lovable, you're not worthy, you're not enough. 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 And I just enough. Said, yes. I just said yes. that just to her. before we just started, before. we were talking about being enough. Yeah. Self love is when you accept yourself as the divine being and co creator of every experience that you have. Ooh, that is powerful. Oh. I think that is so important because I, I think about work, right? Because when you show up for work, you can't bring, sometimes you can't bring your authentic self. Yes. And so you kind of like have to separate that. You're not, you know, it's not your true self that you're bringing. And so what you just said is, is right. Being in touch with the divine and just being your genuine, authentic self and just, oh. And no matter where you are, and where no matter you what are, you exactly. Do. Mm-hmm. And self-love is recognizing that it's your obligation to do so. Oh. Because Ooh. you are the extension of God in this Ooh. world. Okay, we're both writing. I right? know, I'm <laughs> writing it about down. To take a well, thank goodness it's recorded. Again and again. That's right. I just love it so much. You know, right before we started talking, I was talking about the project that I'm working on right now and I'm preparing a workbook. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things that I'm putting in that workbook are about self-love, you know, returning to your body, learning Mm -hmm. to, you know, love all of it because it's you. All of it is you. So if you don't love all of that, you don't love you. And, you know, being able to move even beyond that, because we are not our bodies. Yes. We are this eternal soul. We are this light of the world. So if we get stuck in the body, we will never recognize ourselves Mm. as the power of God incarnate. We will never embrace ourselves and our power to... Be the most expansive version of us possible. Mm -hmm. You know, about 20 years ago, I walked away from nearly everything that had defined me for almost 30 years. I walked away from my marriage, my home, my family, my community, my job, my friends. You name it. Wow. It was gone. 
because I could feel my spirit dying. Mm. And of course, I went to this doctor and that doctor, and there was nothing physiological that was at the basis of that. I had become so disconnected from me and Mm. from me as this light that had come to this world to teach self-love to teach heart shifting. And where I was, not only could I not teach it, it was unacceptable. There was no place for me. Mm -hmm. And the most miraculous thing happened. And that was when I came to this place of loving myself as I had never done before. And I claimed myself as my spirit. Mm -hmm. The universe laid itself at my feet, and it's why I am here today speaking with you. Wow, that's powerful. You are powerful, yes. Truly powerful, Marcy. Everything in between has been Mm -hmm. step by step orchestrated by Mm -hmm. the universe. I came to this place where I am today where I know it used to be, you know, does this um, feel good? Does this serve this? Uh Uh-uh. Is this in alignment with my spirit? Mm -hmm. Does it serve my spirit? Does it serve God through me? Mm -hmm. That is my question. And that is how I guide every step I take. Now, I do have to ask you, Marcy, Mm -hmm. For someone who's just starting, you know, in this path mm-hmm. of spirituality, yeah. can you give them one thing they could do tomorrow morning? How about one thing they can do right now? Okay, right now. Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't want to wait for tomorrow morning. Okay. That's right. That's okay. right now. Right. So everything is dependent on what we started to talk about in the beginning. It's your vibrational frequency. Mm-hmm. It's how much light you're allowing to be given and received through Mm -hmm. your field. So here's the fastest way to raise your vibrational frequency, which is going to have a whole domino effect in your life. Okay? Okay. And that is to become what I call a love detective. So Mm -hmm. I want every person, okay, to get themselves a little notebook, put it in their pocket, put it in their purse, whatever it is. And all I want you to do is to start to pay attention to things that pop up in your life that you love. Mm. A conversation, something that makes you smile, a song that's got your foot tapping, Um, you know, the way the sun is streaming through the trees, um, the taste of a delicious fresh orange. Anything that you can feel is affecting you Mm. and your insides are smiling. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because it's different for definitely different from like a gratitude journal, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes, Maggie, I mean, gratitude's too far away. Yeah. This is in the now. This Mm -hmm. is, and what is actually happening? is that your higher self is constantly bringing you these gifts Mm -hmm. to keep your vibrational frequency high. 
but mm-hmm. so often we get caught up in you know mm-hmm. our blinders mm-hmm. we don't recognize the impact of them so as you're now putting your focus on those here's what's going to happen the universe is saying yes We've got her attention. And it's, and it's going to say, oh, she loves that. Give her more. Give her more. Oh, she loved that. We've got her attention. Oh, look at her foot tapping. Oh, my God. She's up dancing. She's singing. She's, yes, we've got her. Because that's the law of attraction. The law of attraction says whatever you put your focus on will expand. And whatever expands, you're going to get more of it. Yes. And we were talking about that. Yes. This is great. Oh, my. Yes. Yes. You get your cap. You get your little magnifying glass. And you start looking at your life. Through the eyes of love. Through the eyes of love. Okay? You become a love detective, I guarantee you. If at the end of each day, you just read through your list and you let that smile come back on your face or on your heart, it's going to be marinating the whole night long. And you're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to say, "Mm, I wonder what's going to happen today. How's it going to (laughs) all that love going to show up in my life today? And I'm telling you, 30 days, you give me 30 days of being a love detective and I'm going to give you a life filled with love. It's on, it's, on, it's a deal, Marcy. It's We're on. doing it this. It is so on. That's right. Okay. Wow. And I'm going to start by putting this conversation in my little journal. Yeah. There you go. Love Detective Journal. Yeah. This yeah. is amazing. There you go. Marcy, thank you. This is the best way, this actually. Is, this is the best gift you could give to us today. That's wonderful. Yes, yes. And so we're going to invite the listeners to in, in Yes, let's all start day with the day challenge. Journal. Yes, 30, 30 day, day challenge. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love challenge. Love challenge. Love challenge. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. This is amazing. Being a love detective. And, you know, remember, a detective is going to collect all the data, data even right. the tiniest little smile, <laughs> even, right? because all that data is important. All of it. Oh, good. This Your higher self so good, Mark. Yes. is speaking to you. That's oh, wonderful. Wow. Oh, that's terrific. See the smile on our I faces? know, right? <laughs> I feel better already. I'm like, yeah. oh, me too. <laughs> so what you've just experienced is a heart shift. Yeah. Oh, good point. Wow, the heart shift goes. How does your heart yeah. feel? <laughs> How does your heart feel? It feels happy. It feels happy. It feels yeah. happy. How else does it feel? Oh, I'm feeling light. I'm there feeling you go. Light. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah light. <laughs> And that is the essence of the heart shift. It's energy that starts out as this frequency. And you have allowed it to come through your heart and now to come out as love, as Mm -hmm. the light of love. And all of that light now gets what? Projected out into the world. And it leads you wherever you go. That's wonderful. This is wonderful. I love it. Yeah. It takes me back to Bible school, right? Where Mm. let your light shine before men. Mm. When you're a true follower of God and Christ, your light will shine before men. So that you're taking me way back. That's wonderful. (laughs) And I just want you to know that I got thrown out of Bible school. (laughs) 
I asked too many questions and I refused to believe that there was anything other than unconditional love. Oh, this is amazing, Marcy. Wonderful, Marcy. Thank you for, for the Love Detective Journal, first of all. But before we end, we have a little. Oh, do we have to? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> You'll have to come back. I would love to. That would be great. You do have to I love your one. energy over and over and over again. It's you know what? so beautiful. We'll bring you back because we need to talk some more about the, the love detective. Absolutely. Okay. And yes. to give her, that's right, give her the results of ah, what exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So let's bring you back for that. Yeah. Let's absolutely. bring you back for that, definitely. But now let's talk about something that's we right. love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for every show we do ask our guests for their favorite bubbly and when they first tasted it and so what's your favorite bubbly mm. and is there a story okay. yes marcy is there a story with that oh i do have a story for this one Ooh. yeah um so i this was after my divorce and i had started back out in the dating field and there was this fellow that i met who just was the most giving person. But we were just sort of starting to get to know each other. And so we decided that we were going to meet on the beach. We both had kayaks and we were like on the opposite sides, right, of this beach. And so we met on the beach and I brought breakfast. Okay, okay oh, for the two of us. Very romantic. romantic. <laughs> he brings a bottle of crystal mm. of champagne. It was like $300 a bottle or something. Nice. Wow. Right? I like him. And yeah, and I'm looking at him and thinking, you know, I did say breakfast on the beach, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I'm thinking mimosas, you know, something like that. Uh-uh. No, he said, and I remember his words were, no matter where I am with you, he said, it is cause for celebration. Oh, my Ooh. God. I love that. We love oh. him. We love him. We lo- Did you keep him? My heart Oh, it was so beautiful. It didn't work out for us oh. romantically. But you kept the champagne. But oh, we drank that whole <laughs> bottle. <laughs> it and was enjoy it today. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's such a beautiful story. It I feel like my heart opened up. I yeah. know, and I'll never forget it. Yeah. I'll never ever forget it. Yeah, oh, this is a beautiful story. Beautiful, mm-hmm. romantic. Oh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that he told you that he always wants to be celebrating. Oh God, it was wonderful. Wow. Well, I see why he wants to celebrate with you because that's what Uh, we both would love to continue doing. But we'll have you again, definitely, Marcy. My joy, my greatest joy, and my honor. Seriously. Thank you so very much. All right, my right. Cheers. Cheers. Starting our heart shift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
what a great conversation we just had. Oh, it was terrific. Yes, I Marcy really enjoyed is it. Such, Mar- an, such a beautiful person. Really beautiful, yes, beautiful soul. Beautiful yeah, soul. Yes, definitely yes. bringing mm. light to the world. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And today, what are we drinking? We're drinking Saint-Hilaire Blanquette de Limou. I like Lim- that name, Limou. <laughs> It's actually a region in France That's called right. Limou. That's mm. right. So it turns out that Blanquette de Limou is probably the oldest sparkling wine in the world. Didn't know what? that. Wow. Yeah. Um, Very impressive. It is impressive. Apparently in 1531, the Benedictine monks of the Abbey of Saint-Hilaire mm. were already producing the Blanquette de Limou, which is certainly makes it France's oldest Sparkling wine. Wow. Preceding champagne by more than a century. Oh, wow. Cheers There's to that. There's a lot of history, right? It is, Cheers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We're enjoying history right now. We are. And it's actually very good. Of course, méthode traditionnelle. Of course, of course. <laughs> and the grapes are the Chardonnay grapes, the Chenin Blanc. Mm-hmm. So all those white grapes. And it's interesting to see that uh, it has... Um, it's very fruity. It is very fruity. It's very fruity, but, but not it's not sweet. sweet. No. no, no, it's not sweet. And it's not mm-hmm. too dry. Mm-mm. I feel like it's the right combination of the two, mm-hmm. yeah? And from what I can see, it has received some very great yes, reviews. Yes, it's gotten some really good mm-hmm. reviews. And I like, can see why. It's Yeah, this tasteful. is very good. It's it's mm-hmm. delicious. And, you know, this is my favorite part. The <laughs> price point. $16. That's right. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> Definitely a good one. It is it's, a good one. Yes, yes. It's a thumbs up for thumb, me. Me too. Thumbs and up. And you know what? Let's add it to our Love Detective yes, Journal. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Done. Done. Mm-hmm. Cheers, everyone. Thank you for listening to Bubbles of Wisdom podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with your BFFs. You can find all our information and join our mailing list at bubblesofwisdom.com. You want to keep this conversation going? Follow us on social media, Instagram at Bubbles of Wisdom, Facebook, Bubbles of Wisdom, and of course, Twitter at Bubbles underscore Wisdom.